Hello, you're listening to a sermon provided by the First Presbyterian Church of Mayopac. We worship on Sundays at 10 a.m., and you can watch us live either on Facebook or YouTube. And if you're in the area, there's always a seat saved for you. We hope that this message encourages you to continue growing in humility and faith. Thanks for listening. Friends, good morning and welcome to the First Presbyterian Church of Mayopac. My name is Reverend Casey Carbone, and it is a pleasure and a blessing and a privilege to be able to offer up a meditation this morning on November 1st for All Saints Day to begin our time of meditation, reflection. Would you uh, please open up a Bible if you have one at home or if you're listening while while doing something else, like uh, driving in particular, I don't expect you to open up a Bible then. But if you would, please uh, join me then in hearing the center of our meditation, which comes to us from Matthew's Gospel, chapter 5, verses 1 to 12. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up to the mountain, and after he sat down, his disciples came to him. Then he began to speak and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. And blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness's sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you, when people persecute you. Blessed are you when people revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen. Would you please join me in a word of prayer before we start the meditation for today. Almighty God, we give you thanks. Thanks for this opportunity to worship you in this moment from wherever it is we are listening from. We ask, O God, that on this All Saints Day, that we are able to remember those who came before us, who offered their lives, their gifts, their talents in service of you. We pray, O God, that on this day, as it enters up into the climax of Election Day, that your spirit be with all of us, that it soothe our weary souls, that it offer healing in the places that need healing and restoration in the places that have been broken. God, we pray this in your most holy name. Amen. So, if you we're able to look it up right now. If you if you opened up a dictionary, let's say Merriam-Webster's dictionary, because uh, they are they are known for their dictionaries, and you were to look up the phrase "point 
of no return. That That's a phrase that we use often, but it, it's one of those things that I, I didn't actually know the background of. And so when you look it up, you find that point of no return refers to the point in, a, in the flight of an aircraft in which they're not able to return to the starting point. And I think this has to do with the the amount of fuel that's left in the plane in which it, it's just too dangerous for the plane to return to the starting point. So the plane, you, you know, either will crash or it has to proceed to uh, take off. <laughs> it has to keep going forward. That that That's the point of no return. And I want us to think about that. The point of no return. Because this morning we hear Jesus laying out his vision. Jesus lays out his manifesto, to put it another way, which calls for transformation. Calls for transformation and communal living. It asks us to be a blessing. And Jesus keeps on blessing no matter the circumstance. No matter what comes Jesus' way, Jesus keeps on blessing. The Beatitudes or the Eight Blessings are a reminder of God's continuous generosity. Generosity that persists even when we try to hinder the blessings of God from doing what it is they're supposed to do. When we try to get in the way or hoard them, keep them to ourselves. We attempt to hoard these blessings for ourselves. And we create a false veil of scarcity, creating the sense as blessings or other resources are scarce when in reality there is abundance, especially when we're talking about the grace of God. Blessings blessings are not a rare commodity that can be bought or sold. God's blessings, the blessings and resources of this world are not scarce. There is an upcoming decision we will have to make. We'll have to decide whether our selfish desires to keep God's blessings for ourselves has a point of no return. And if there's a point of no return, are we too late in making a decision? We ask ourselves this question because our understanding of blessings is often framed in economic or transactional terms. For example, if I do X, then God or someone else will do Y for me. But God's kingdom is not about us. It was never about us. It's about community. It's about the people who live in this world, the people, the shared resources we all use. You know, we hear Jesus' teaching. We hear it every Sunday. We hear it every time we open up the gospel. And we know Jesus' desire for us, for our communities, for the places where we live. But for some reason, the thought of, well, I guess for some reason, the thought for many of us who live here in the States, the thought of us making it big or succeeding keeps us from embodying Jesus' call to be a blessing to others. And what I mean by that is that I I think we often are stingy with our blessings because we feel that sets a precedent that if, oh, we, if we were to ask people who had, if we were to use blessings in a, in a, a sense where they were commodities, if we were to ask people with much, many blessings to give them out to people who needed them, 
well, what, what if I was the person who had many blessings? I would want to keep them. And so we create these false dichotomies, these false understandings of what Jesus is asking of us. And you and I, we can see the result of our stinginess. We can see it. We can witness what happens when we fail to bless, when we fail to bless and share, and instead of sharing, keep them to ourselves. It's resulted in broken souls, broken bodies, broken systems that continue to feed our selfish desires. So what do we do? What do we do to change all of this? Well, on this All Saints Day, we recall the lives of loved ones, friends, family, anyone else who was close to our hearts. And we recall their talents, we recall their gifts, their sacrifices, and the ways in which they were a blessing to the people around them. They, they didn't have to be perfect. Like many of us, they had their own flaws. They had their own struggles, the things that they wrestled with. But in many ways, they also often embodied something special. They embodied a blessing, a way in which they were able to use that gift to bless others. Something we hear this morning as Jesus asks us to be a blessing to others. Metanoia. Metanoia in Greek means changing one's course or direction. As we think about those who come before us, about our present situation, where we find ourselves, and whether or not we bless those around us, we look towards the previous chapter where Jesus in Matthew's gospel, uses this word, metanoia, to invite the people to change their direction through repentance. And after repenting, they are called then to hear what we hear today, to see and to hear the new way of life God desires for them, a world where the veil of scarcity is lifted, a world where the haves give to the have-nots, and a world where faith, in a world where faith that God transforms all these things is at the core of life itself. It's the love of God that is at the core, the love of God that transforms, the love of God that is not stingy with blessings, but hands them out freely. God isn't giving to us with one hand open and one hand held tight behind God's back. They're both open, freely giving. It's a new direction, a new way forward, and it leads to something more, something truly blessed. One of the most well-known Presbyterians, who you probably didn't even know is Presbyterian, I'll give you a, a second to guess who that might be, it was Fred Rogers, Presbyterian minister from Pennsylvania who had one of the longest-running, most popular children's television programs, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. When talking about blessings, Mr. Rogers once said this, 
that the real issue in life is not how many blessings we have, but what we do with our blessings. Some people have many blessings and hoard them. Some have a few and give everything away. So what are you going to do with your blessings? What are you going to do with the blessings you have received? Are you going to be a part of this changing of direction? Where I think we all know Jesus is nudging us to go. Because you see, we haven't reached the point of no return. We're not too late. It's never too late if we set our hearts on the freedom that God provides. And that's the truth, because we know that those who have come before us, the saints who have passed before us, those who we remember this day, and every day, really, have set an example of what it means to be a blessing to others. And it's up to each of us. Each of us, with our varying degrees of privilege and blessings, who God requires to make this blessing of others and receiving of blessings of reality, a reality. All of us are called to buy in. All of us are called to give our fair share. And the fair share is certainly not what we think a fair share is. Some of us will give more because we have more. And some of us will give what we are able to give, knowing that even if it is a small blessing, well, there is no small blessing with God. But experiencing the gospel in this way, experiencing the good news, means that all of us have a stake, a role to play. The Beatitudes is a promise of liberation. It's a promise of liberation to all those who are on the margins or find themselves in the margins of society. And the Beatitudes, as we hear them this morning within the context of All Saints Day, is a clarion call that beckons women and men to pool their time, energy, and resources together to make the kingdom of God a reality in the here and now. It's not something that's far off. It's something that it can be made real here and now if we just allow ourselves to be a little more free with our blessings. So what kind of legacy, what kind of blessing do you want to leave? What kind of legacy blessing do you want to leave behind? Though we should say that it's a blessing and a legacy that shouldn't wait wait till you're dead. It shouldn't wait till after you've gone. It's one that should be formed here and now, something that is living and breathing. As we consider what it means to be a blessing to others as we receive blessings from others and as we receive blessings from God, let us remind ourselves that the point of no return can never arrive. It can never arrive unless there is a group of people who are willing to trust in the work and the calling that God has placed on their lives a calling that challenges the norms of this world, a calling that reminds us that each of us is something more, that we are all special, that we all have a gift and talent that is special. 
something that makes the kingdom of God a beautiful, beautiful place. So what is that for you? Where do you find yourself fitting within this grand narrative, this larger puzzle? Think about that for a moment. As we all continue to strive hand in hand, walk hand in hand, in this journey of life and faith, where we offer up our blessings and receive blessings from others along the way, knowing that we're all journeying together. Amen. Thanks again for listening, and we will hold you in prayer as we head into a new week. If you'd like to learn more about our church and ministry, or if you'd like to learn how you can support us, you can visit our website at mayopacchurch.org. Until next week, God bless.